Welcome to Three Shots and a Mango Beer Podcast. I'm Jessica Lambert, and I'm with my co-host, Tradell Lambert. Hola, humans. As always, our laid-back podcast drives, dives into real talks about all things life. We don't choose our fate, though. A fortune cookie does. So, without further ado, let's draw today's topic. Tradell, please draw it from the fortune cookie. All right. So today's topic is oh, hip hop. Oh, <laughs> God's giving us easy ones. This is like two episodes now, and it's like the things we talk about naturally yeah, all the time. Exactly. So yay, yeah. hip hop! We love you. You're in our veins. Oh, this is fun. We can talk about so many things. Yeah. Okay, and it's really broad. The very broad. All right. So we're talking hip hop today, folks. And you know what? If you don't love hip-hop, we're not going to beatbox, we're not going to rhyme. All we're going to do is ask you to give it a shot during this conversation. Just give the conversation a shot. Because trust me, once you go hop, you never go back. (laughs) (laughs) What? It was awful. It was awful? Well, I didn't. I think you could have said, once you go hip, you'll never want to dip. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that would be better. Right. <laughs> That's why we have a co-host. Fair <laughs> um, so let's talk about, let's dive right in. So hip-hop has been an amazing part of our relationship as mother and son. Um, I feel like it's like one of those cornerstones of our untraditional family, a staple in our lives. Mm-hmm. And even for me, before my son was around, I am definitely favorite cousin in my family and favorite auntie because people always tell me that I was the one that introduced them to hip-hop. So I love wearing that title. Um, But let's talk about that epic gift I gave you. How much did you love that? (laughs) The hip-hop Bible? Hip-hop Bible. Yes. (laughs) I I really like the hip-hop Bible. Um, After a while, I feel like you should have updated it because now it's the same old songs from the 90s. (laughs) <laughs> early how old, 2000s how old that, were you uh, when i gave that to you uh it was under 10 right or no, no it was were, around no, 10, 10, 10 11 right because we were living in a room yeah we yeah. were so you're definitely 10 or 11 so okay no i think you were 10 so i agree it's probably it's it's, it's outdated it's a 15 year old uh book now but do you remember that I said I left space in there so you could update it with your own songs that you love? <laughs> Doesn't everyone love a gift that requires work? <laughs> <laughs> okay, touche, touche. So are we saying that this Christmas you might want the second edition? It might be time to, to create the second edition of the hip-hop book? Possibly. Hip-hop we'll Bible. definitely talk about that. So uh, that would be the Old Testament then, and this one would be the New Testament. <laughs> Um, that's how much hip hop means to us. We literally have a hip hop Bible in our family. And now, thanks to my lovely child, uh, you all know that it's outdated. So we will be adding some, but come on, what, where's, what's the best hip hop? I mean, even if I make a new edition, are you going to still go back to your old Testament all the time? Yeah, but there, if we're going to be honest, there are some missing things in there. Right from like, the old edition, from the from, from, yeah, original in the old testament. Edition. There's no NWA in there, for example. Are you right? telling me I didn't put the NWA? Well, you know what? You were ten. 
Yeah. What What were the lyrics? You also be? put um, Eminem in there. Do you think NWA is worse than Eminem? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because Eminem didn't say the F word. Which F word? <laughs> well, the F U C and um. Okay, so I'm sure he did. No. I know you definitely crossed out some things. Yeah, I retracted it. <laughs> That's true. I gave you a hip hop bible with retractions. <laughs> <laughs> what a good mother I am. <laughs> but like you could still see the words. So oh. <laughs> it wasn't that So you good. had to work. You like crossed them out. <laughs> I, I went back to it not too long ago. I'm like, she crossed. What? <laughs> I can still oh, read everything. You still read your Bible. Honestly, I felt like that was like one of the dopest gifts you could give your kid. Um, and I felt like it's culture, you know, like when we like were born and raised in Canada and so we are Canadian um but our culture like being black and Canadian it's kind of become kind of like it's kind of like American like in that they identify with America as their home and their culture mm-hmm. um I mean we do still have roots in the Caribbean so you get that Caribbean flavor I think more in Canada than you do in America but I think um, a lot of us feel almost exactly like Americans in some ways where this is our culture. Like, hip-hop is our culture. Hip-hop is our Canadian black culture. Yeah, like, there's a North American black culture as yes. well as wherever you came from. Yes, yes, exactly. Where your family came from, right? Exactly. Like, for me, I definitely identify with reggae. Soka is not. I'm I'm Jamaican, so Soka is not really a thing for me. I, I I like a song here and there, but I identify with Jamaican culture. But I'm Canadian, you know, and I don't think I don't think you. I, I think you more identify with hip hop culture than anything, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that 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 becomes a part of our identity. But that's not to say that hip hop isn't for everyone. Oh no, hip hop's definitely for everyone. Just like I feel like any. Everything. And all yeah. music genres can be for everybody. Yeah. Right? I'd listen to classical music. Right? That's not uh, of a... course. <laughs> Imagine someone saying we couldn't listen to classical because we're not old and white. Exactly. That would be so rude. <laughs> it would. Right? And and classical comes from like, what, the 1800s or something? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Or 1400. I, I don't know, really. A long I, time I, a ago. A long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, we wouldn't want anyone saying that. So, like, no, I feel like hip-hop's definitely for everybody. I think it's always been for everybody, but I feel like Eminem definitely cracked that wide open, right, and gave a whole... I think there's suburban kids everywhere that want to be, like, that relate to the music, that relate to the... Or or the, or maybe they don't relate, and their spirit just takes it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. hip hop used to be about speaking about hardships. It was the news. It was the town crier to a beat. You know what I mean? It was talking about what was going down that nobody was talking about that needed to be addressed. It was social justice. It was social awareness. And now it's not drugs money weed <laughs> right I know. a lot of it is just that without any and um murder experience with it murder sex and sex yeah and more but, sex and and then lots of sex 
And, and that's fine. Like, I don't want to sound like, oh, drug, sex, and rock and roll. Now it's drug, sex, and hip-hop, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, it's just kind of like, I would love to hear a prolific female who speaks about positivity in a dope way, in a catchy way, in, like, a grimy, almost, way. You know what I mean? Uh, I write songs like that, but I'm not the person to deliver those songs. You know what I mean? Um per se but yeah I just think that the commercialization portion hey if we're gonna start talking about the commercialization of hip hop there's beautiful parts of that we're number one on all the billboards mm-hmm. thank god thank god this is this is the reason a lot of new new money is in the black community yeah. hallelujah you know what I'm saying but at the same time let's not lose our spirit let's not forget about where we've started and let's still bump to because that stuff was smooth like butter it's not like it was bad hip-hop it's still like maybe the best hip-hop is old school hip-hop yeah i feel that for sure yeah so like no one's saying you can't have a brand new porsche but it may not be better than like your 76 buick right right (laughs) so it just it's just different it's just different it's like um People, beauty, cultures, ice cream, things are just different, right? But no, but but doesn't mean it's better. And just because it's new, it doesn't mean it's better. Um, yeah, I'll try to get you an updated edition of the Bible, duly noted. Um, what about like, how do you feel about like hip hop and the role that it played for you, even growing up? Like, I just remember us freestyling and us just passing time when we had to go on long routes on the bus in the cold and us like you you, you were my project in in college you were freestyling on a do you remember that mm-hmm. freestyling on a beat in college and i did a whole project around my little three-year-old rapping <laughs> yeah i think the teacher was really shocked <laughs> uh i also got introduced to little wayne that day <laughs> teacher never heard little wayne before <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I was such a young parent. So when you were 10, I was, I was blanking out the words. But when you were three, it was fair game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, young moms. Yeah, <laughs> but hip-hop definitely played a big role in my childhood, even now, right? I love it. Even I'm... I'm an artist, but not that type of an artist, a visual artist, but it will still come through my own drawings, whether that be how hip-hop influences fashion or music or even movies, right? Um, a big thing was Black Panther and the music and that and how that was influenced and how the African vibe, but also uh, a hip-hop... Um, North American tones tones to it at beats exactly so it was yeah no it's influencing a little bit of everything whether that's actual music or um, pop culture and today and that definitely comes out through my own works yeah I think obviously it comes through through our works like too together because look at we have hip hop heroes which is our first you know book series and first ever published books and they're really rhyme, using rhyme and rhythm and c- kind of cute little lyrics to encourage 
young people, children to enjoy reading, to see characters that look like them in a positive light, relate to some of the messages that they are going through. I had a mother talk to me about No Chains. She she got No Chains and that's our second hip hop hero book. And she um, was saying that her kid, she couldn't get her son to read anything. And then No Chains came along and No Chains went to the hood and gave away money and he saved money and he invested in, in business and it had him, this little kid who didn't think reading was cool, it had him thinking, oh, like this character is cool and oh, this character has money, how did they get money? And oh, okay, they, they're investing? What is investing? And all of a sudden you have a six-year-old asking what's investing. Mm -hmm. but, but hip hop was the medium because the kid feels like hip hop's so cool. So like the book touched him, you know what I mean? But she couldn't get like she, that. That kid doesn't care what Franklin the Turtle's doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He just doesn't care. And so when I get like every now and then I'll get a parent write me about the books we created. And I have to be honest, people don't write me about um, Jack Fly as much as they write me about hip hop heroes and. It's a, also a deeper message, in my opinion. A right? lot it's deeper, a bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jack Fly was like our intro. We yeah, knew it was like, like a light. Fun, oh, yeah, yeah, be yourself. A happy book. Yeah. It's important, but have it's not confidence, as be yourself. big as an issue. Yeah. yeah, and then it's a white guy saying, have confidence, be yourself. <laughs> and then maybe the world already thinks they have confidence and they are themselves. But, I mean, for us, we're like a, you know, one love, everybody, everything type of thing. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at it a little different than maybe the the world looks at it because... I think confidence is for everybody, you know, self-love is for everybody, self-care is for everybody, and hip-hop is for everybody, so, yeah, I really believe that, but I know that it came out in our work with our books, it's the first book line that we have out, and um, my poems are rhythmic. you know, I, when I write a poem, it's meant to touch a certain person, touch a certain heart, but I think we're old school like that, I think we still have to have, like, when we write, we tend to have messages even if it's for entertainment, like yeah. I've been, I've been struggling with how to turn pain into comedy, right? Because I've been noticing like certain things that people write about at work, stand-up comedians speak about, and how funny they can make it. Or, or Eminem, like Eminem to me is is, you know, he <laughs> he says it right in like uh, na 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 in that one, mm -hmm. like. Uh, the worst thing since Elvis Presley to take black music and do it so somethingly. <laughs> yeah, I know the song you're talking yeah. about. Don't so, worry. so the fact, <laughs> so the fact is that he kind of like, I guess I'll say, just made it like breakthrough mainstream. Cause listen, at the end of the day, like to talk about his pain. Cause at the end of the day, you could be rich, you could be poor, your parent could be popping pills. Let's say. In any house, anywhere, in a mansion, yeah. it's actually that's not a poverty issue. No, that, that's that's actually probably more or less a white yeah. person issue. Yeah, like because because of the type of of like yeah, if we're talking about prescription drugs, I, I think that's probably more prevalent there. And sometimes you you actually even need somebody for to be doing that. I think it goes across the board, but it goes across the board. It definitely goes across the board. Right. So then you'll have kids relating to that everywhere, or 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 you'll have narcissistic parents. Uh, that's across the board. Yeah. In fact, I would say that the more money you have, the more time away from your kids you might have to spend, might have to spend, mm -hmm. right? And so, therefore, they may be angry at you. 
And so just even being angry at your, if you boil it down to whatever the reason is, being angry at your parent is something young people, some young people can relate to. Yeah. Not you. Thank God. <laughs> but some young some some young people can a lot of young people can relate to. Mm -hmm. So I think that just in its core, he cracked that open. He cracked that being mad at your partner. Everybody who the heck has been who's dated and not been mad at their partner? Right. Not had that moment where they were just like, ah, I've had enough, right? Well, he just took challenge. So that's the same thing we were doing. Except we were saying more depressing shit. We're saying there's crack in our ghettos. Mm -hmm. We're saying stop shooting us. Yeah. We're saying we have a problem with gang violence. We're saying we have a problem with police violence and brutality. Mm -hmm. Right? And nobody, nobody, honestly, nobody wants to hear that. No. Who doesn't come from our neighborhoods, who hasn't experienced that life. You have to put a fun beat behind that for anyone to listen. And even when they're listening and even when they're singing along, are they trying to be a part of the solution? Yeah, nothing's actually getting internalized. Nothing. Or very little. It depends on the person. But yeah, nothing and, to very little. And if most. I'm to boil it down to like just me, a mixed girl, telling my mother, a white girl or a white woman, me, a, a mixed person in, in the hood, telling my mom, a white person in the suburbs, oh my gosh, this is what we're going through. It's so tough. And her saying, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. That hurts my heart. That's too much. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know about it. Whoa. <laughs> That's a snippet of how the world really feels. And maybe somewhere somebody said, and this is like getting a little deep and philosophical, but maybe somebody somewhere or many somebody's, many somewheres said, how do we take the contagious you know, appeal of hip hop and just get rid of that ugly information they're sharing. <laughs> right? Get rid of, ah, I don't like to hear about that. That's, that's not my problem. Yeah. Right. And then they're not, they're not going to say that's not my problem, but at the court's depressing because there's only two options. You turn it off and be an asshole and go on with your day or you do something about it mm -hmm. and nobody wants to take action. So then and nobody wants to feel like they're an asshole. So how about instead if you talk about that, what if you just talk about how hot girls are? Because we can all get down with that. Yeah. Ooh, look at those hot girls. Hey, how about we give you a nice car uh, rental and you <laughs> pose with it and then like how fly do you feel for, uh, you know, 50 minutes while we shoot this? Right. Oh, I feel very fly and we're going to give you some rented money too. Oh, woohoo, I never touched this much money before and then all the lights are going to close and maybe you will actually have money and maybe you don't. Let's see if it pops off. You know what I mean? But... We don't want to hear about what, and that's why ugly shit's still happening and it hasn't stopped. Because, and that's why people get mad when you speak about it in their face. They, and that's why maybe they like to put on some of these people who haven't had the struggle. Mm -hmm. And whether they're white or black, they just haven't had the struggle. Because, and let, like, yeah, talk about some happy shit, please. Because, geez, you guys are so contagious and catchy. We wouldn't want people really asking about some of these real issues. Mm -hmm. That's what I think, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Um, there's a certain amount that still goes through, right? That still talk about that, that are still in it. Who's but doing there's it today? Also, talk to me. There's also, I'm so bad with names, mm -hmm. but um, there's also a bunch of people, exactly, who will speak about it 
on a very superficial level, like I was saying. Like they'll before. touch on it. Yeah. And yeah, they'll touch on it either in a superficial level or they've never gone through it and that's the the clout they're chasing. <laughs> so it's not even like a real like you don't well that's the other thing, right? There's nothing more annoying than somebody who hasn't even visited the hood glorifying the hood. Yeah. Like there are great things about the hood. No one's gonna say there isn't. Like there's a certain camaraderie, there's a certain um neighborliness there's a certain exciting vibe especially if you have like a like blockos or house parties or just fried fish on a sunday that you know <laughs> with a heineken and some a hard dough bread like you know some escafitch like there's some dope ass things about the hood but also we have some issues you guys if you never had those issues Believe me, you don't want one day of those issues. You'll run home crying. Mm -hmm. So don't pretend to have them. Because yeah. real people are out here really battling those things every day with no way out, trying to find their way out. Mm -hmm. Actually, I don't believe that they don't have... Everybody has a way out. It's just that it's very difficult to find sometimes. Yeah. Right? And you got to find it in time, and unfortunately. And if you have some of the problems that you might naturally have in the hood... Um, it's going to be hard to find them on just like a base level. I For mean, sure. Education being rough there. For sure. Education, connections, anybody giving a shit. So even if you go to like a social service agency, let's say, and they're overwhelmed, they're underfunded, they, they're dealing with tons of people with tons of issues. You know, and honestly, this, this becomes the human issue, right? Like, so like, who do they take a liking to? Who do they decide to lift up? And who, they, who do they not decide to lift up? Mm -hmm. You're right. Maybe not everybody... You know what? Not everybody does have a way out. Now I'm thinking about it. But, like, everyone can try to find a way out. And I think we have to We have to be better at trying to open up some doors and create ways. We wouldn't have got out of the hood if people didn't help us. Yeah. There's no way we would have ever got out of the hood if we didn't have help. And I never forget that. I never forget that. You know, we had family... That showed us what life outside of the hood was, you know, and that basically said, come, you know what I mean? And we're still out here grinding and we're still out here, you know, because what I found out is when you hit middle class, man, that shit's not easy either. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> so we're working towards, you know, getting to upper middle class, rich. And I'm like, okay, when we hit rich, because I think the top of the class is always a nice place to be. So we were like top of poverty for a long time that was very comfortable we look rich in our neighborhood i grew up with them calling me rich girl because i always worked from a young age but that, that like i was rich in a poverty an impoverished area yeah that's not rich <laughs> and then when i hit middle class i felt brand new poor all over again <laughs> yeah so a whole sure. new level of poverty when you just enter middle class holy moly so now we're climbing up the, the middle of the ladder and I'm thinking, what's it going to be like? No doubt we'll get there. But what will it be like when we get there? What new challenges lie ahead? Mm -hmm. Life is really like a video game. And you can follow that in people's lyrics too. And I think that certain people, you know, I have so much respect for people that make it, quote unquote, make it, like get successful um, in terms of having a, a consistent fan base or having... Um, successful you know sales downloads streams having money real money real money life-changing money and still have something to talk about because mm -hmm. a lot of the time what it, what fuels people's success in the beginning is adversity and so when you take away the adversity sometimes you take away the creativity 
Um, so what do you think about that? Like, I think it happens all the time. Um, and I feel like that's when it starts to get a little like superficial. Like them trying to remember what they had or them not even writing anymore and it not even no, being their experience. Yeah, yeah. Them getting it from some talented writer who does has never been in that situation and they're just performing a song at that point. Then you lose all the grit, the what was the power within the words. Or even if say they got a greedy let's say they reached back, which would be a nice thing to do, and they got it because we all know talented people from the hood. Ooh. I don't know why people are not drafting people directly from the hood all day long, (laughs) especially in Canada where a big part of our infrastructure, like our financial infrastructure, our economic development is in the arts and entertainment. Mm -hmm. The hood is potent, fertile ground for talent like never before. And so I don't know why people aren't reaching back more. Like I, I just don't see it. But even if they grabbed a gritty writer, let's say, and use that gritty writer to like tap into those initial feelings that they had had, it would no longer appear authentic. We all know you made it. We can't feel bad for you anymore. Mm-hmm. But like, is that fair? If, I mean, I feel like we're dropping nuggets right now. Like I feel like if some famous artist somewhere who's struggling to keep their street cred and grit and edge in their industry, hears this podcast, I'd like a, a little bit of a royalty check or, or a donation. You know, we'll take a donation. I'd like, I'd like a thank you, you know, for myself and my son, please. Uh, because I'm about to drop some grit, like some, some nuggets. I feel like PTSD is a big, open, wide, untapped top market. I feel like as a rapper who's made it to a certain level... You need to tap into your PTSD and start doing some rhythmic therapy, you know, there, lyrical therapy. Because I know I've been out of the hood for a minute and I still got some unresolved issues, you know, and then you go into family stuff. Yeah, well, I was barely in the hood and I feel like I have some, I like had my toe in there and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was 10 years old, I was 10 years old saying, like, can we get out of here? Is that a possibility? So... I I definitely, yeah, no, being in the hood definitely comes with trauma and capitalizing on that. Even if you are successful and made it, that would be a, yeah. you would still have it. So that yeah. would be something to talk about. If they have someone let me know that song because I'd like to hear it, but... Yeah, in the comments, if you've heard ever. some of that, like, we'd love to know what that is because, yeah, I haven't heard it either. And if you steal the idea from us, just, you know, send us a thank you. Maybe um, shout us out. <laughs> shout us out. Put us on. Send a three, you know, a six-figure check. Whatever. We'll take it all. You know, we, we're, we're grateful, humble people. Your option. Yeah, we're God-fearing, humble people over here. We'll say thank you. We'll let it be known that you're awesome. And, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, um, yeah, PTSD is one. And the other thing is the change. Like, when you hit up a new level... It's like T.D. Jake says, you know, the stair that creak is the one you're always leaving. So I know that anyone that's made it anywhere. So Drake talks about it, you know, way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the fuck are Mm y'all? Yeah, that's like that. That's a part of it. Right. And just um, but there's like there's there's people that are going to leave you because you made it. 
You think your whole team's going to be like, you dream of that day. You dream of all the people that are going to be, be beside you, all the people you can help. And then you hit there and those people don't even want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And I know like I, I've, I, I've had people think I made it on a very small level. I'm like, I made it. How did I make it? Right. What are you talking about? But on a, but they're looking at it from their vantage point like, oh, you made it. And they, they just don't, they, there's just less in common or they just don't connect. And it might look like you got rich and switch, but in fact, you did get rich and switch because you are evolving to even get to another level. You have to go through so much struggle and so many changes. You have no choice but to change. If you don't change, nothing changes. So therefore you will not get to the next level. Mm-hmm. And then you want to bring your people up, but sometimes they didn't go through the change with you. And so it's hard for them to acclimate themselves to a brand new level without having... They can come along for the ride, but you don't want to rob them of their experience of growth either. So it's a, it's a challenge. That is, I feel like that's fame or success or moving levels of life. Like, that. forget fame and fortune. Just talk about moving through levels of life. Even the personal enlightenment and development and vibing on higher frequencies. All of that requires so much dedication and growth. And it's a process that you can't just... You can try to help facilitate people through it and you can be a resource while they're getting through it and you can be compassionate to them, but you can't just snatch them up and bring them there mm-hmm. because they have to have their process. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like that's something that people should be talking about too. Like I think that there are so many topics that, that hip hop artists or the world that they see, like in Alicia Keys book, she talks about going to Africa and seeing people with HIV and, and then becoming invested in philanthropy and you know, management not supporting that, you know, and thinking she should only focus on music and her wanting to embrace her entire self and being more than just an artist. Right? Mm-hmm. And and I just feel like um, that that's another thing. I just didn't know about her. I didn't hear her sing about that. I didn't hear her muse- that reflected in her music. And, and those are all things we want to know about. That's your story. That's your journey. We're still invested in your story. You don't have to make up new things. I'm way less invested in, in who you had sex with last or what watch or what car you bought. I'm far more invested in your journey. Yeah. Well, that's why people will watch vlogs, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's still interested in what you're doing. Um, and especially if you put that to a dope beat and right? uh, cool lyrics, right? And an amazing flow, right? You want to go talk about how you went to the big art shop and bought a dope-ass painting? I'm down to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think um, I think it could be anything, whether no matter where you are in life, and you don't have to just talk about your experiences in general because, like you said before, that's where rap came from, talking about your experience. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the... Uh, I'm going to sound ignorant if I try to say the name. But I know Swiss Beats introduced Alicia Keys to an artist uh, from Paris. Okay? And I know it starts with an E. It's like Ete, Ete, or... I don't remember his name. I don't want to butcher it. Okay. But that point, that's exactly the point. What if he introduced the world to that artist? Mm-hmm. What if, what if like, you look at Kanye loving fine arts. What if he did an ode to art? An ode 
to an artist or a series of artists and introduce us. And what if the music video was just all of the, like you're going through this epic gallery and they're using those art pieces to tell that story. Again, we accept donations and gifts if you take these ideas. <laughs> we trust your conscience to do the right thing. We are all on a, on a, on a solar frequency and vibes and karma thing here. There's a lot of trust going on, right? We welcome you and embrace you. But like that is an epic idea. And you as a fine artist, right? Like you would probably love if somebody was like, oh, like, have you seen his superhero art? Have you seen the characters he develops? We need characters. We, we're gonna, we're gonna do, we're gonna put him in our ode and he's gonna provide us a few characters that are gonna help tell this story. Right. You'd love that, yeah, right? Your character is the narrator that's walking through the, through the gallery showing the thing or, or, or that's transitioning them from gallery to gallery with their superpowers. That, that'd be insane yeah. to have someone of, of Kanye's magnitude or anyone. Because hip, most hip-hop artists, people forget, at the end of the word hip-hop is what? Artist. Mm -hmm. So they love fashion. They love art. They love cars. They love creativity. They love spoken word. This is artists, right? Storytelling. So yeah, I agree. There's I feel like there's a lot of untapped... Um, a lot of untapped topics in, in hip hop still. Mm -hmm. It's still young. We're already topping the charts everywhere and it's so, it's a, inf it's a toddler now. Yeah. It's not an infant anymore, but it's a toddler. Yeah. Like we, we have a long way to go. Yeah, you know, compared to everything else, 100%. Because um, we were just looking up uh, the first rap song for something we were doing and 79 is when it came out. <laughs> 79. So that just happened not too long ago, right? Mm-hmm. That's a whole other thing, right? Because that was um, Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, um, oh my gosh, what song was that? Sugar Rapper's Delight. Rapper's Delight. Okay, thank you. So yeah, Sugar Hill Gang, Rapper's Delight. And there's this whole debate on whether Blondie came out with the first <laughs> hip-hop song or Sugar Hill Gang came out with the first hip-hop song. Okay. Let's just settle the debate here. I'm going to decide. I'm deciding to make myself the inofficio person to settle the debate. Okay. I, let me, let me preface by saying I love, I love Blondie. I, you know this because right. she comes up every time we play karaoke. Right. I love Heart of Glass. I grew up lip singing to Blondie, loving her. So this is no shade on Blondie. Honey, you're not a rap artist. Sorry, darling. That's just not facts. That's, sorry, I'm going to say that's misappropriation of culture. That's, that's, I, if I was Blondie, I would come out and say, hey, 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 no, 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 thank you. But that's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that accolade. I don't, that's, I have tons of accolades I can take. This one does not feel authentic to me. I never intended to do a hip hop song. That's not what that was. I was ad-libbing. That's a whole different thing. Right? And, uh, well, you want to credit a white woman with the start of the movement of hip-hop that probably is very inaccurate and probably offensive to a whole group of people who poured their pain into this genre to start it. And um, so no thank you, you know, but thanks for the honorable mention. I think that's what I would say if I was Blondie. But that's just what I'd say if I was Blondie. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I personally don't think it's a contest when it comes to that. Um, I've, I remember I didn't listen to it when we were looking it up. I listened to it way before because I 
heard that before and I was like, wait, what? And it's, I don't think. No, it's not hip hop at all. No. It's just ad living. It's just speaking at some point in your song. Yeah. That's but, not uh, the same thing. Sugar Hill Gang, fire. I memorized 90% of that song. <laughs> hip hop, hip Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is called Three Shots and a Mango Beer. I'm just going to, full disclosure, say I did not have three shots. <laughs> <laughs> you can draw all other conclusions if you'd like. But yeah, I I, I do know the song. Can you remind me? <laughs> well, I don't no, think we could. No, just do it. Just... No, well, it's just like, I mean, we're not, I don't think that's an issue to just, I just want to hear a little clip. Oh, oh you want to no, hear No, from your, from Oh, you. from, oh, <laughs> so you want me to, okay. Yeah. Um... I feel on the spot now. (laughs) Yeah, well, this is a podcast and everything's live. We don't even edit these, so you're on the spot, honey. (laughs) Um, Now I feel I'm going to do what What I did. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll skip the. Okay, so. um, Just do whatever you want. Like, like we're back in the hood and we're just, like, waiting for the bus. All right. Um, Hip hop. Hip hop, pivot to the bang bang. <laughs> boogie to the up jump, the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie dee bee. Hey. Now, what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to, to the, the bee. Got me, the groove, and my friend. We're gonna slide the movie feet. Yeah. <laughs> now, I am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello, hello to the black, to the brown, the red, and the blue, the purple, and yellow. But first, we gotta bang bang. Boogie to the boogie mm-hmm. to up jump, the boogie to the bang bang boogie. Let's rock. You don't stop. Got the rhythm that make your body rock. <laughs> so far, you've heard my voice, and I brought a few friends along. Hey. So next on the mic is my man Hank. So come on, Hank, sing that song. Wow, <laughs> I'm so impressed by you right now. Oh my god, that was it hey. on and off. <laughs> 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 nah, nervous. I think it's good. Well, that is how we rap when we just chill. We don't know like every single, but we we feel it. We feel the essence. We feel the vibe. We love it. That's a nice throwback shout out right there. It's enough respect, you know, <laughs> for sure. To the to the to the ones who like, I think they were the first on national TV to 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 come out and mix like disco and hip hop and get it through the gates. So <laughs> I love hip hop. It just feels like part of me. It feels like it's me, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm it and it's me. Like I'm a part of this organism that breathes in and out this amazing music, but. I also feel that like everything else in this world, there's dark parts of it and um, there's beautiful light portions of it. I would I would call that beautiful and light. I think party hip hop's still good. Like Lil Wayne, especially like his mid and his early stuff and his mid stuff. A Millie, another thing I remember. Uh, six foot, seven foot. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. What do you use for that? Like... Uh, uh, six, yeah, he foot, used. Was that the name of the song that he sampled? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I love too about hip hop. I love samples. I love sampling because it just like it like takes little snippets of your like childhood or snippets that's of like the, the Beatles past. Juice song, right? No, it's Beetlejuice also. Well, also it. used it, but it's I, I don't know when it was the first time I personally heard no. it was after Beetlejuice or from Beetlejuice. Okay, no, it's the, a really old song. Grandma used to play it, like great grandma mm-hmm. used to play that original song in yeah. our house growing. No, up. yeah, that's a song, but it was Be- also in Beetlejuice. Yeah, but they sampled that too. They yeah. used that too. Yeah, I know. But I don't know who the originators are. 
but I I know that yeah like so so it's like uh, artistic right he mm-hmm. takes his, his he made his take on it um yeah if I was to say like childhood like if I'm going like childhood hip hop like nostalgic hip hop or even like just nostalgic hip hop hmm like what would you say your top few nostalgic songs like for me although I'm I it's not my favorite song of Eminem's definitely lose lose yourself for sure. What's it? What's the name of that song? Lose yourself in the music. The moment you want it, you never it's let not it go. Lose yourself. One stop. Uh, his arms are heavy. Knees weak. Palms are sweaty. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty Is sure it it's lose called it? lose, lose, lose yourself. yourself. Well, anyway, we, I think they know which one. But yeah, yeah, you know why it's nostalgic because that one I used to make you practice over and over and over, <laughs> and we would always do it, and we'd always like try to master it and. So I love that song. Okay, you got you get a song choice. We're gonna get like maximum five. Five. <laughs> five well, I'll maximum. Know. Okay, nostalgic. Ooh, that's that's well. Uh, like I just said, a milli. That one is a big one because I remember just bumping that one all the time whenever it came out. Right, I was like, mm, you know who mine's nostalgic? Rob Bass. So Rob Bass, there's two. So there's anyone, the you're oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, anyone you call out, it's probably going to be mine, too, because you listen to it a lot, and, which means I it? heard it a lot, yeah. which means I probably <laughs> liked it. So That's Rob why Bates, it's a mother yeah, son you said, show. You said two, and I only know the one. So. Right. So Rob Bates had two songs on his, I think it was his It Takes Two album. So the obvious one is It Takes Two. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing all the older kids go crazy, and they're like... They're just buck, going buck wild before I knew what buck wild was. And I was just like, holy, <laughs> like this song is the song. So um, it takes two, never gets old. My name is Rob, I got a real funky concept. Listen up, because you don't know that. I got an idea, and I don't want to share. You don't like it, so what? I don't care. I love Rob. And he's so humble and awesome, because we actually um, correspond sometimes on Instagram. He's always so gracious. Like if I post his stuff or show shout him out he actually writes thank you and stuff he's on tour right now i love that he's still doing his thing but he had another song that it was like more like low-key romantic and it was like a dream a dream in the nighttime all about you because you're so fine in reality all we are is just friends yeah so ah made my mood gave me my number okay so you can't just be singing the whole podcast (laughs) come on but sorry um, guys i really love that song so that song's like uh what is it called though come listen up anyway you 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 interrupted it i'm (laughs) i'm aware of the song it's not one of my favorites for sure but i I remember oh i had such a big crush because of that song that song oh crush on you that's what it's called it's just like such a sweet song. So like, yeah, definitely Rob Bass gets, oh, the next spot, Humpty Hump. Yeah. Whoo, the Humpty Dance. Mm, 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 mm. Like when he passed away, that broke my heart. Humpty with the Umpty? <laughs> Jeez. Like, no, nah, he's just such a piece of culture. He's just such an iconic everything. And, and dude put on Tupac, like... Had him in the crew, like, I don't care what Tupac did. That's yeah. where you started. That's that. That's a part of the journey. That's a great song, too, though. Humpty Dance is everything. Um, same song. Same, same song is good, too. Yeah. yeah, same song is good, too. Okay, so if we're going that way, then I'm going to say Big Daddy Kane is a part of my past. Like, Big Daddy Kane, you can't really respect hip-hop and not respect 
Big Daddy Kane. I'm going to pull out some names right now. Cool Modi. Wow, Wow West. Yeah, of course. Woo! Cool <laughs> I don't hear enough about Kumodi. Where is what 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 what's up with Kumodi? I have no clue. Ooh, Kumodi. Jeez. And then I really did like Heavy D. This is not hip hop, but I'm just gonna say he had this song, and I never hear it bump, and I feel like I should. Um, I'm in the mood for love, and it was just like this reggae kind of like R&B reggae song, and it was just like. I liked it because it was like soft reggae and to a young girl, to a young biracial girl raised in like a black neighborhood but a white family, this kind of smooth reggae that would be on par with like a red, red wine. You know what I mean? It kind of, it, it was it. Or like a pasta dochi. I got one that's not that at all. Okay. Um, Busta Rhymes. Yeah, see, he's not my, you know. I love Busta Rhymes. I know, you always Old have. Old school Busta Rhymes. Even now, Busta Rhymes. But why? Because he's silly and weird. <laughs> I I'm like not it. a, I mean, right? I, I mean I, like the person himself, sure. But like his music, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like lie on, sorry, Busta. Like we can chop it up. We could chill. You could be my new best friend. The verse like, he did on, um, uh-uh. on the... Was it Chris Brown, the Chris Brown song? Which, I'm not saying, like, obviously that one the guy's was famous too. for a reason. I'm not <laughs> yeah. saying he didn't do some epic verses. And his, and he can flow. Yeah. He can flow his ass off. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to lie yeah. about that. I love flow. But, flow like... Great. It's one of the most important things I don't know. I think he has the same quality that Cardinal Official has that I don't like. <laughs> I disagree with okay, that. Okay, I don't know. Like, it's something like, it's kind of like an inner your fierce type of vibe. Like, an inner your fierce. Like, I don't like it. Who's, who's not when it comes to... Okay, rest- so, like... T.I. Uh-huh. T.I., we're, we're, we're out of the crates and we're into the current. T.I. is just like one of the smoothest, most laid-back rappers. He's just so, like, enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have to put it in your face for you to like it. You know what I mean? You just He just makes you love him. T.I. is awesome. I don't know. I like hype people because I'm there to be, like, entertained. Right? So why not? I like Red Man Method Man. Wu-Tang Clan in general. But Red Man Method Man, always great too. Um, You always liked um, DMX because of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. DMX is dope. And I mean, who doesn't love like the Rough Riders anthem? That's huge. Exactly. When I met my... When I first like started hanging out with all the white friends I hang out now, the only thing, the only rap they would listen to was DMX. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, Matt and Chris for sure. That's really? It. Yeah. Holy. <laughs> I didn't really. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you know I always love an opportunity to introduce people to hip hop. I love introducing white people to hip hop. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I I introduce all my little cousins to hip hop. I just love it. Because it's just like a whole different world, right? It's like such a fun world to be in. Um, I like the Migos. Like if I'm going today. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not to say that they're talking about anything deep. No. But they just got a lot of swagger. Yeah. You don't always have to do that. You could also just no, be an entertainer have and have yes. fun, right? Yeah. So yeah. There's, a, there's definitely a line there. Yeah. Yeah, they have some swag that I can continue to listen to. I, I always love um, underground hip-hop in Toronto. Toronto, even though it's a tapped market, meaning it's popping over here and people know it's popping, it's still a very untapped market. Because if you look at how many people are on the charts, and I don't mean the top 10, because not everybody can be there, but the top 100, the top 1,000, and I don't think I see enough people from Toronto on there for the amount of epic talent that is in our city. 
I personally don't love the sound because there's a Toronto sound. I love it. I love I'm it. A, I'm not a huge I fan. I love Toronto guys and how they sound. They are the best hip hop artists and in the I world. Want as many people to make it from like, they are the, the city best in the world for sure. But, in the world, uh, the the sound isn't for me. Honestly, if we go to like an underground like Atlanta. For example. So so that's the second best in the world. No mm. disrespect, because they might boo me when I'm there. But I like I okay. That's the also. No, I'm not even gonna call them second. I'm not gonna lie. They're not second. They're also first. Toronto and Atlanta <laughs> are the twin cities of epic hip hop. Mm -hmm. That's what I will call them. The twin cities of epic hip hip hop. New York is a second, but to, I would say to, we all know what New York sounds like now. So yeah. much talent has come out out of New York that we know that's New York. Mm -hmm. We got you, New York. We understand you. You know what I mean? But, like, I don't think even as much has come out of the South, I think more can come out of Atlanta because I never get tired of a Southern artist ever. Me either. Ever. Ever. Like, give me more. Give me more. Give me more. I'm insatiable. You know? And then also, I don't get tired of Toronto. I love a Toronto artist. Now, the females in Toronto are stepping up, too. I notice a lot of females are getting bold out here and doing their thing. There are very beautiful black women running the heck out of the scene. I'm actually quite impressed. Some of them are my friends on Instagram, and I'm not afraid to tell a lady, good job. Like, I'm not afraid to give credit where credit's due, and I will hell them up, and I will let them know, like, damn, girl, you're doing your how to do. Like, you're doing your thing. Like, this is... Don't stop, like, because people need to hear that. Yeah, people need to know that they're seeing that there's not a lot of hate out there. That there's a lot of love, because I, I don't really understand hate. Why would anyone hate on anybody? It's either you like it or you keep it moving. Those are the two options. Mm -hmm. Like you, because like it's like any other art form. Everything's not for everyone. But if you like it, tell somebody. You know, just stop and tell them, because it's hard being an indie artist. Like we have a whole platform serving indie artists and. That's a grind. Whatever genre you're in, it's a grind. It's a real, real grind. Like people appreciate it's like when you have a nice dress on or a nice top on or whatever. Someone tells you, "Oh, I like what you're wearing. You're, those, those, those are dope shoes." Oh, thank you. It feels good in the moment. Yeah. You know why not give that away? It's free. If you and if you mean it, say it. Yeah. But yeah, I digress. I think Toronto. Why don't you come on? Name like three artists you do like from Toronto. I, again, I can't. I'm not great with names, right? I really have. Okay, to, do you know uh, three songs that you like that came out of Toronto? Nope. That aren't Drake's. Nope. Really? So I just don't expose you to enough Toronto hip hop. <laughs> I am probably not exposed to a lot of Toronto hip hop. That's true. Yeah. So I'll work on that then, because I probably didn't put one of those artists in your Bible either. Well, that's my bad. But I put all old school hip hop. I hear it. Every I mean, now. Maestro. Yes. If we're going to like legends, Maestro's oh, Backbone yeah. Slide. Yeah, I agree. With is that. like that's a good one for sure. An enormous song that came out of Toronto when nobody was listening to Canadian artists. By the way, that's what I wanted to talk about in hip hop. That's I wanted to take a minute to just say God bless Canada <laughs> because for years we weren't put on. We were like the softy. You know, the one nobody wanted to listen to or whatever, right? And it was rough. I seen and my own friends, my own like, or like people a little older than me. I seen what they went through just trying to get in the music industry as a Canadian, a Canadian rapper. 
Because there's this idea that it's so easy to live in Canada. Yeah. So when hip-hop came out of struggle, was birthed out of the, the storytelling of struggle, it was like we were a joke. Yeah, it's all sorries and igloos up here. Yeah, yeah, and life is perfect. Free healthcare, there's no problems. Yeah. And thank God we do actually have free healthcare, but we have problems. We yeah. have hoods, we have struggle, we have poverty. We in, Right now in Toronto, we have the mayor, you know, like... I don't know. Like, it's like a... It looks to me... I'm just the one who want to get in trouble. But it looks to me like a war between the mayor and homeless people. That just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. It right? Help them. Well, like that. It makes no sense at all. Right? And spending more money to... <laughs> to to, to move them. them and hide them. And put... If they, if, they, if they resist, arrest them. Then to just give them a home. Give exactly. them a home. You know why they're there, right? Because they don't have a home. So you want to spend $2 million, spend it on giving them a home. Mm. Why is that difficult? Like, where's love? Where's compassion? What the heck? So no, it's not easy. It's not igloos and, 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 uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what Joelle said to me, oh, I'm not Canadian, Jessica. I don't get to sit on my veranda and drink tea all day. Jeez, that's what you think we do? <laughs> it's not like that. So we have struggle, but nobody thought we had struggle. So having someone come out of the, even the hood, the grimiest hood in Canada, talking about it to an American ear sounds laughable mm-hmm. at that time. It was laughable. It was like someone coming out of the suburbs in a mansion talking about how, how hard it was. It'd be like, shut up. Right? So that was a big challenge. So I do feel like Maestro was one of those people that cracked that open for other people and really opened that door of we have good hip-hop out here. I know it's a party song. It wasn't a struggle song. But but he, he was able to crack that door. He was able to get his respect. And in getting his own respect respect for our, for Canada, for Canadian artists in hip-hop. And then um, I think that Snow did that too. And I think Snow did that in a more epic way, although it's reggae, not hip-hop. He, I don't think people really give him the credit he deserves for, for this one particular thing, which is um, he gets a lot of credit and he deserves it. But this one thing I don't see him get enough credit for or any credit for is that he introduced the world to Canadian struggle. He was in, if you listen to Informer and you actually listen to the lyrics, you get to understand it's not all maple syrup and, and you know, like a candy apple over here. Like, we actually have problems. And, and if a white guy is going through that, what's a black guy going through in Canada? Maybe we should listen to their hip-hop. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, people don't see the connection, but there's a big connection. Like, he snows the type of artist that will make you say, what's going on in Canada? Jeez. This Irish man went through that <laughs> in Canada? Jeez, what else is going on in Canada? Does anybody else have some struggles that they're talking about? And then you get a resounding yes, right? A lot of hands go up. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like he really did that. And then he came up with that next song. I don't know how many people know about it, Nothing On Me, which just talks about him being profiled by the police. Mm-hmm. Again, as a white guy in Canada. Right. Profiled by the police. So what is what did we say hip-hop was rooted in? Rooted in struggle. And this man's talking about the struggle he's facing. Because guess what, guys? We all have our struggles. Even us Canadians. <laughs> and we're 
still managing to be polite while having them. <laughs> so yeah, I think that there's a lot of untapped talent over here. And you can check out uh, Platinum Indie if you want to get connected to some amazing talent because we know some folks. We know some amazing folks. And I love putting people on because, I don't know, while you're here, let your light shine and help others shine too. Why are we here? Exactly. But, um, okay. That's uh, what I have to say about the kind of throwback thing. <laughs> you want to break for a jingle? Sure, we could do a jingle. Okay, let's break for a jingle, guys. All right, well... It's time for our freestyle jingle. It's a battle between mom and son. Alright, so here are the rules. One topic will be taken from the fortune cookie. Both mom and son will attempt to sell the topic with a freestyle jingle. Then, you, the listener, will decide who wins by voting for the one you like the best in the comments. Just comment, mom, to vote for Jessica, or son, to vote for me, Tridel. <laughs> <laughs> the votes will be tallied and will be announced next episode. It's going down. Okie dokie. Let me pull from the fortune cookie. Da -da 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 -da. Let's see what our topic will be today of the jingle. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> coffee! I like coffee. Yay! <laughs> okay. Hmm. Well, you went the first last time, so I yeah. guess I have to go first this time. Oh, so I just want to preface this by saying I'm very good at writing jingles. Freestyling, I guess you're going to see me improve over the course of time. Coffee, mmm, it tastes so good. I like it in a mansion, I loved it in the hood. It makes me wake up and get on my grind. And throughout the day, it stays on my mind. I love coffee. The aroma's so nice. I like it when it's hot and I like it on ice. You know what I mean? Ice in my dreams. Staying awake trying to make these dreams happen. And it can only happen when I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> and I feel like that's not fair because you laughed. And I had a flow. I knew what I was doing. But it's okay. I'm awesome. And I know everybody wants to drink coffee. I sold it. I sold coffee to these people. <laughs> these people are going and getting a coffee while they're listening right now. Okay. Mm -mm -mm. I didn't even get to talk about sugar and cream and almond milk in my coffee. You interrupted, but that's okay. I know you were scared. The flow was so tight, you got scared. You had to laugh. Yours might be better than mine. It was your that's nervous laugh, true. wasn't it? No, it was. Wow, <laughs> this is going on for longer than an ad. But... It's a freestyle jingle freestyle jingle <laughs> <laughs> okay your turn um coffee so dark and hot sometimes it's made in a pot drink our coffee please you'll stay awake <laughs> okay yeah, i won yeah you definitely i won. totally won i know <laughs> But sometimes you got a, a great idea, like mac and cheese, and sometimes you don't <laughs> at all. So you gotta, you gotta just work with what you got. But you see, we were talking about the influence of hip hop on culture. Our ads are always like hip hoppy little jingles. So I mean, I love all music, but I got a special spot for hip hop. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was our jingle round. Um, as stated, please comment who the winner is, and uh, just in case you're unsure, mom is spelt M-O-M. 
Oh, Jessica. Are they supposed to write? No, they're no, supposed you're to write mom. mom. Yeah, yeah M O M. Yeah, okay. And vote for me if you wanna. If you feel like it. S O N, that's son. For <laughs> me, Tridell. <laughs> no pressure, guys. <laughs> Just vote your conscience. If you know, like, the. Which one are the actually making? If you make coffee in a pot, (laughs) (laughs) and it's dark and hot. When you said coffee's dark and hot, I thought you were gonna like talk about yourself. Like you're gonna do like a parallel. I was like, oh, this one inside of you, (laughs) and you said you make it in a pot. I said, what? (laughs) Holy moly! Okay. I kind of led a lot of the first part of the segment on hip hop. I want you to kind of dig in now and just introduce us to some other things anything in specific no 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 hip-hop but that's okay if you need some help i have some more ideas <laughs> all right come. i'm like an idea factory so uh the idea that okay so hip-hop used to be contained to music right and just like the rest of, and i think this is why we're at the top of the charts like hip-hop is now the number one selling music in the world the entire world which is for back to us being birthed in like what the late 70s absolutely amazing but what that means is it gives people and this is why i think it's become culturally diverse just being honest because it's not a poor man's game anymore just like basketball was a poor man's game right all you needed is a one ball right it's not like football with all the equipment or hockey right And so, but now basketball fills arenas everywhere and it's probably definitely the number one North American sport, right? But same with hip hop, like all I need is one mic, Nas, right? All I need is one mic, right? That's facts. And nowadays we all got phones with recorders, Mm -hmm. 100%, right? But here's the thing, hip hop is, I think, the best at selling other things. I would agree with that. I can't tell you how many cartoons have hip hop openings. Um... Not necessarily now, because I don't know all the cartoons now, but when I was growing up, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had a hip-hop opening, and just so many different ones had a hip-hop opening, and that's to get you pulled in. You pulled in with the hip-hop. There's brands, so many ads had their hip-hop phase, right? Mm-hmm. So there's just so many brands I don't brands think it's a phase. Things. I think it's, yeah, it's always being used. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a very nice way. Well, hence our jingles. Look how well I sold coffee with hip hop, right? But yeah, no, a hundred percent. That line with the pot. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like competition in this house. <laughs> We're very competitive. Um, yeah, but no, I also mean now in the music industry. When we're in the world of 360 deals, and that is what it is, and it's not going to go back. No one is going to put your, take their hand, go from putting their hand in one of your pockets to putting your hand in like your two front jean pockets, your two back jean pockets, and your two jacket pockets. They no longer want the little pocket in the, in the back of the jean. Like they put their hand in every pocket. Why would they take them out? There's an octopus with a place to put every, every octopus hand. <laughs> whatever they call tentacle right and so um i feel like with hip-hop if you're looking at like i mean hannah montana did a good pop music does it well too and that's why pop is the second best-selling music in the world because if you're saying how how would i sell um t-shirts how would i sell a pen how would i sell a diary to a kid well pop music 
right? You have Justin Bieber, Hannah Montana. Like, these people are going to... Katy Perry was a little mature. I kissed a girl and I liked it, but she still sold out to little girls everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Which is, you know, okay. Um, but, like, hip-hop does that so beautifully. And then they do, you're right, sell for other people. Yeah. So you're getting brand endorsements. You're getting ad endorsements. You're getting... And then, and then again, to be able... I, feel, I still feel that there's a greediness to being a, a hip-hop performer. There's a greediness... To being a lyricist, there's a there's a grind, a hustle you have to make yourself accustomed to that allows you to do show after show after show, that allows you to to venture into other things, that allows you to be an epic host because you're already a prolific speaker. Want to know how I know? Because you can prolifically speak on a beat. Boom. You know, all day long is a career. So you can host this show, you can act, you can... Like, I just feel like hip-hop is doing it. They're also selling a fantasy too, though, right? True. Like a Facts. fantasy, a feeling. Mm-hmm. A feeling is one of the easiest things to sell, and that the the best way to do it, in my opinion, is movie or is music because mm-hmm. you could go, you could listen to a two minute song and get a feeling, or you could mm-hmm. listen to a two hour mm-hmm. movie. You could look at a two hour movie and get a feeling. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna listen to the song to get that feeling quick. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're um, driving down the street, what are you doing? You're probably listening to music mm-hmm. m- more times than not. Right. So it's. I think it's. It's easy. It not easy to sell. I think connect. It, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy to connect, and that's why. I'm not sure how to say this. Really, just say it. All right. Okay. Well, it's um. Selling a feeling, whether that's hype, whether that's um, sadness, whether whatever the emotion is, um, I I think is easy because some people, some everyone wants to feel some type of way. John, no, because when I hear Ti tell me I could have anything I like, I'm like, <laughs> yes, Ti, yes, <laughs> and it's this idea of like, and he does the video like that too, right? Like where the girl is literally working at like a fry shop, like say like a, like a burger and fry shop, yeah. and who wants to be working at a burger and fry shop as a first choice in life? That's not most people's first choice unless maybe they own it. Mm-hmm. It's not, and even then, I'm not sure that it's their first choice. So. He's saying, like, I will take you away, and you can fly, and you can have all these beautiful things. You never have to worry about a damn thing ever again. Woo! Who is not signing up to not worry about a damn thing ever again? Right? So, I agree. And then when I'm pissed off, hit him up every single time. (laughs) Every time. Oh, my gosh. I'm powerful. I'm a gangster. When hit em up comes on. Yeah. You and that's do not want to mess with me. <laughs> and that's part of the fantasy that I was saying. That's I'm it. I'm sure a lot of people, like you just said, a lot of people want to turn that song on to feel that. To feel like they are that. They're hard. They're they're, <laughs> they're about to go do something. Right? They're not going to do anything. They're probably on their way to work. But that feeling is hype. It gets your adrenaline going. And that's a great feeling. I agree, and that brings... And you have none of the danger of the actual situation. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so not important. hard. Yeah. I'm not hard unless hit him up comes on. Then I'm hard. I'm hard. 
for that two minutes and 33 seconds or however long the song is i'm hard but then yeah when it's off i'm, I'm not hard again but <laughs> but hit him up is like oh i'm coming for you i'm strong oh yeah you can't mess with me um but that's a uh, full circle back to why i love toronto hip-hop because when i hear like don million represent your sensei the toronto anthem when you know they call me they call me, but when I'm not done million, same. But then he talks about like, see, like I got no arms, just like tank tops. Like he just says some stuff like, and he's wearing, he's representing all of his lyrics. Like I don't know them off my heart. All those lyrics, he's talking about hockey pucks, this, that. It's like, you know, you're in Toronto. Mm-hmm. That song brings you to Toronto. I, to me, that's still my Toronto anthem. I don't know another Toronto anthem than Represent Your Sunset. Right. Right? Like, have do you know a Toronto anthem other than that song? Uh, Where you feel like, I'm in Toronto. <laughs> no, I don't. No, this man, and that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, we're going back to underrated people or people who, maybe not underrated, but they're just not rated high enough. It's like, that song is still, like, relevant today. That song is still should be bumping today. That song should be on the charts today. Because if you want that vibe, like how they how Jay-Z and Alicia Keys did Empire, that's Toronto's Empire. Making you feel like I'm here and you got the culture. We do have a certain culture here. I love I think that's what connects me to Toronto music is feel that feeling of my culture, mm-hmm. of my my city. I think that's why I love it so much. Yeah. And, yeah, no, if you want to show me some songs that feel like that, I would definitely be into it because I like that feeling, too. I was watching a podcast. I've been watching a podcast recently um, from people from Toronto, and they're about my age, and I connect with them because they're from the same place and around the same age. Yeah. So, if, you know, there are songs like that that reflect... Toronto, I'm definitely down to listen. Well, because... and this is the challenge with Toronto music on the other side of it, is that the gangster culture is mixed with Toronto music, mm-hmm. and I don't identify with gangster culture. I'm not a gangster. Right. So, and I don't want to perpetuate that. Mm-hmm. I personally don't want to see my people suffer. Right. So anything where my people are perpetuating the suffering of each other, I'd rather everybody get along I'd, I'm, I'm a pro, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hip hop hippie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hip hop hippie, you know? I was raised in a very peace loving home. We had our challenges, but I do know peace and love were themes that ran through my family and through the lessons I learned in my life throughout my life. And, and I love hip hop. I am a hip hop hippie. I'll call it out. And so I just want, it, you know, I don't mind grimy. Like I just said, hit them up, you know? Like I don't mind a grimy song sometimes. But I just don't want every song to be grimy. And I don't want... I don't want it to translate into people actually doing people... Like live your life. Be young. Enjoy your life. Be positive. Be free. Stay free. You know, stay alive. Like I just want love. Like we can... There's so many things to talk about. You know what I mean? Let's talk about... Sorry, let's talk about economic inequality. Let's talk about the fact that um, so many things can be done to create equality in this in, in in this in this country, and so many challenges we have in Ontario, even with poverty, and it's dis disproportionate. You know, it's racialized and and newcomers that are, are experiencing poverty here. So, to me, 
that's something to deal with in a way where, you know, hold someone accountable, be an activist. Like at the end of the day, say what you like, leaders like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King were saying that this is not enough for us. This is not good enough. We deserve a good quality of life. We deserve a certain standard of living. And, uh, and, and that goes for any culture and any race and any, uh, like, shoot, my family was white in the hood, right? My family was black in the hood. I have two families, you know what I mean? And some of them weren't in the hood, right? But I'm just saying, like, nobody deserves to suffer. Nobody deserves to struggle. Everybody deserves an opportunity to kind of gain access to, a, to employability skills, uh, to, to, to opportunity for employment and to grow and to, to be trained and everybody deserves that. Talk about that. There's so much shit to talk about here, right? It's not just one thing. So that's my only thing with Toronto hip hop is I want to hear, I don't want to follow American hip hop forever in terms of the topics that we choose, mm -hmm. right? Cause American, American hip hop, we already know a disproportionate amount is gangster, 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 girl, 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 gangster, girl, gangster, girl, right? I want like drugs, money, crime. And like we're bringing down our people, like whatever you repeat, that's like, that's your affirmation in life. Mm -hmm. People say to get up every morning, say you love yourself, say, you know, you're strong, you're healthy, you're attracting wealth in the right way, like positive affirmations. So if we're constantly listening to something that's telling us something bad about ourselves, we're going to take on, and I know, I'll read a book and I'll be in a different character for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? I'll listen to a song and like you said, it makes you feel different. So that's all you listen to all day long. You're going to feel like a gangster all day long. But life is really bigger than that. Yeah. Right? Life is bigger than that. There's a lot of other options out there. And so I just wouldn't want to make anybody feel like that's the cool thing, you know, because I don't want anybody suffering. I don't, I don't like to see anybody suffer. Of course I, I not. Yeah. Free my people, you know? So... But that's how I feel. But yeah, um, that was, I just was, my point was that I just feel like we, hip hop sells, um, sells a lot of things more than other genres. I just don't, didn't see rock, for example, selling, you know, pens to kids. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know why, but it's just not the same. I mean, back in the day, ZZ Top was doing their thing and selling, rock was selling. Rock was it? What do you think that? Why do you think there was a transition and now hip hop is number one and pop's number two? Because it became cooler. So rock's not cool. Not saying rock's not cool, but in pop culture, oh, yeah. it definitely is. But in pop culture right now, it's hip hop's turn, right? That happens. It, there, there's an up and down. There's a wave to things. So you right? feel like there's going to so, be a day where rock's number one again? Yeah, because pop, like. Pop, pop is weird. It's, it Pop's became a genre, there. but it's just this technically popular music, so rap fits in there too. But pop became... Uh, Hip-hop went down, and pop went up for a little bit, yeah. and then it kind of reversed. Yeah. So... Yeah, there every, was a time where hip-hop was tough. And I don't know... I would love to hear some new good like rock stuff, mm -hmm. like Metallica. Uh, really? That hard? That it, heavy? Yeah, I like it. No, I want some Queen, like some like that type of like and Beatles rock, like yeah, the Beatles I like too. The I, I like that too. I like yeah. that stuff too. But um, I like uh, Guns and Roses was dope. Sweet Child of Mine. White Snake. White Snake was 
Honey, why you calling? But you're right about the feeling too, because sweet Caroline, if you're at a karaoke bar, any city, anywhere yeah, in the, the world, ba, 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 everybody, everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody's our hands go in the air. Yeah. Everybody's into it. Everybody's best I'll friends be at a party, for that. Two a party minutes. where we're having fun, we just <laughs> listen to hip hop, and then five seconds later you hear ba ba ba. Everybody's into it. I'm like, what just happened? Everybody, everybody, and they're, and it's so cheery. You feel like you're comrade, comrades with everyone around you, mm-hmm. right? People have come up, put their arms around me, they're swaying. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know them, they don't know me. And pre-COVID, that was the lick, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I just think that our music is, like, not just hip-hop, just music. Mm-hmm. Music is like, one thing about music, when it hits, you feel no pain. Unless you feel pain. Like, unless it's a painful song, like... Oh, okay, yeah. Like, yeah. Pill by Pink. Sometimes, like, if I'm emo, I'll, I'll, I'll play Pill by Pink and I'll just be that. Or Torn it's by Natalie. Like those songs, personally. Yeah. I know, I know. They make you cry. <laughs> Nothing, kind I'm torn. I'm all out <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 I know. You don't, you've never liked those emo, like... No. Oh, it's time to cry. No. <laughs> yeah, I listen to different music. If I'm going to listen to like an emo song, it'll be mad emo. Like, oh, we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> Do you think that's because you're a guy and I'm like a girl? Uh, yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there are guys who are listening to cry emo stuff. Really? <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why I laugh so hard. That's <laughs> probably just because I'm not used to it, but that's funny. That's like, I, I wouldn't, you're right though, because maybe like, uh, what's that show we watch? Life in Pieces? Yeah. Maybe Matt from Life in Pieces would mm-hmm. like listen. I could see his character listening to that. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> like a real artist type. Yeah. Like a, yeah. <laughs> I'm I say that all the time. I'm an artist. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> Those are. Those dumb artists being emotional. <laughs> Sitting alone, drawing. Yeah. I mean, I think we all it's, we all have emotions. It's how, it's how you process them. Yeah. Right? And I think music, the, the most powerful thing about music, I know that we started off saying the topic was hip-hop, but music is the ability to bottle emotion yeah. and sell it like, like a little genie. You open it up every time you play the song. You open it up and you let a little bit of this never-ending potion out, mm-hmm. and that emotion is then felt by the listener. Exactly, and it's that's why I was magic. saying it's so easy to sell. That's why they have hundreds of thousands of people in a concert because they all want to feel that emotion, right? And the fantasy is also that life. They want to see the person in person, right? Yeah, like. Like Everyone who got there, who made it. Yeah, exactly. The person who got there, who made it. Um, and it could be for a multiple different things. Oh, she's hot. Oh, she has a life I want to. Oh, she makes the music I love. Right? Yeah. Everyone's there for a reason. But um, there's that fantasy uh, in seeing them. Yeah, that's interesting to me. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't entirely get it. Um, what I like about concerts is not even the people, right? Like the people performing. It's the energy around me. Yes, that's and that's what the performers like. And so that's yeah. how you know you're an artist. <laughs> yeah, because that's what the performers talk about is just loving having their songs sang back to them. Having a whole crowd of people singing their songs to them. How mm. powerful is that? Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. When um, Teague 
drew my character. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I, Teague is our, I, my godson. Yeah, I love that. I was like, oh, someone's drawing my character? Someone yeah. Else? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I... And you inspire young people because even your little brother, like you inspired him to draw. And so, yeah, it is beautiful when you inspire. And, you know, I think that that's true of all the arts. I think that there should be more patronage of the arts. Like artists shouldn't have to worry. They should just create because I think that what artists are creating is so important to our world, to documenting culture and history in an honest way to express and, and, and give permission to express. Some people don't know how to express themselves and a song is the only way they can reach that part of themselves that they're having trouble accessing. So I, I really believe in, you know, not just because we love the arts, but just that art is really a human right. Mm -hmm. It's a human right to be able to express yourself. It's your soul creating right. from like the deepest part of you. So yeah. I love it. Um, okay. Is there anything else you wanted to, to, to talk about on the topic of hip hop? The fortune cookie was good to us today. Yes, it really was. Um, no, not that I could think of at the moment. Do you have any amazing, um, like new artists that you, well, like brand new hot off the presses? I don't know about hot off the presses. I can give you my, few that I'm kind of listening to right now. Mm -hmm. um, so, recently I found this guy named Maxo Cream. I really love his flow. I listened to like only one or two songs and I seen him on The Cave from, um, it's a Kenny Beats show. So, he's pretty good. Hmm. I, I can't really talk too much about him, but I like his Max music. Max O'Cream. Max O'Cream, yeah, okay. with a K. Okay. And I just really like his flow. Uh, young Gravy is... Yeah, you always <laughs> talk about Young Gravy. Yeah. I, I just, he makes such fun songs. Um, I like fun that songs. I can play with any of my friends, no matter how they feel about hip-hop or not, and they'll bop to it. He's a, he's a white rapper. He's really good though. Yeah, that's I love white rappers. I feel like white rappers resonate with me because because being mixed, like we come from a, a, a very mixed family with lots of diversity in it. Uh, I just feel like it, it kind of hits both worlds for me. So I'm all good on the white rapper thing. Um, and I'll go with Aesop Rock. Mm -hmm. he's, he's not really new. He's not new. No, he's definitely not new. I just started to name artists because Young Gravy is not necessarily new either. Um, and I don't know how long Max But are they like, been. they're just not but, maybe like Drake status? Is yeah, thing, exactly. Yeah. They're not like gigantic. Well, no right one's now. Drake status. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only Drake not, is Drake status. They're not status. on the number one top of the charts. No, no. Because <laughs> um, you know why? Because their tower isn't as big as the CN Tower. Drake's on the shoulders of the tower. <laughs> But um, he's really good. He he raps like he's uh, like old school, like old school rap, very lyric driven. I love and lyric driven. Who's that? Young Gravy? No, ASAP Rock. ASAP Rock. Okay, maybe I'll check it out. And A E S O P Rock, not to be um, confused with ASAP Rocky. 
Oh, okay. It's a different. Oh, the, I was confusing them. Yeah. Why? Why would? Why did people choose similar names? Maybe they don't know. About I the think person. he was out first, and ASAP Rocky is a part of like, or was. I don't know if they're still, but like an ASAP group or gang or whatever. Because yeah. there's also um, there's the ASAP Mob. There's ASAP. ASAP Rocky. ASAP. There's a bunch of them. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking right now, but uh, they're good. Yeah, too, we'll do a show. You know what? Aesop, I might. Oiso Brock is definitely one of the ones I'd like to shout out, just because I really like his stuff. He's so cool. Um, Long legged Larry is a great song. <laughs> <laughs> his his flow is dope, and I definitely uh, respect flow when it comes to like aspects of rap. Yeah. Interesting. You know what's also interesting? The people we never hear about. Like the producers or the, the influencers. And I don't mean influencers on social media. Anybody who knows hip-hop knows that there's some heads out there that are influencing people, that are guiding people mm-hmm. that nobody knows about. Yeah, huge names. With huge money. <laughs> huge no, I don't even huge... mean that. Like there's people with no name and no money, but mm-hmm. they're huge underground yeah. that everybody goes to. No, yeah, that's 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 what I meant. But like huge names in the industry, not like uh common... Like Warner doesn't know about them, Sony doesn't know about them, Jay Z doesn't know about them, but your your up and coming artists have passed through their gates every day. They have be made their beats there, have taught so like, like okay, so we're we are thinking like, about the wrong thing. So okay. yeah, like a Diggs, you know what I mean? Yeah, Diggs is a man where everybody, anybody who made music passed through his his place. He imparted wisdom. He has crates and crates of music. He introduces them to things they never heard before. He puts down like songs, like beats and stuff, lays tracks for them, does everything. But like, you won't hear the work he put in, but you'll see when men's come out with their thing, he was a big influence in it. But nobody knows. Like, that's when I said, like, that's oil in our world. Like, that's untapped resource. Me, you know, like, a lot of people come to me for for, for more business-related stuff. I mean, now we have Platinum Indie because I wanted a format to actually provide. But a lot of people are low-key out in this industry that are, like, influential. And then later, there's almost like a passing of the guard. Like, they go through those people tried and true until they hit a certain level and when they hit a certain level then they start to go through maybe a small indie label or maybe they're gonna their manager they're gonna hit and and sign with a big label or they're gonna grind it out but now you know about them now they're gonna get a different engineer a different producer because now they're in different rooms with different people having different conversations being introduced they want to experiment experiment with their sounds and those are the people you're gonna start to hear about but, like, you're never hearing about the incubator. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an incubator. Like, what are all these babies? If a baby comes out premature, you put it in the incubator. When it's full grown, it goes to its parents. You know who its parents are. You never meet the incubator. Right. And that's how I feel about hip-hop. There's, like, excellent incubators out here just getting no love or no support or not even recognition that, that really need to play. Like, just, it's not to say, like, oh, and not everybody wants that. Like, nobody, not everybody wants to be seen. But, like, they need to be, like, recognized. That's all. I think that that's a part of hip-hop. That if you skip that step in hip-hop, you don't have hip-hop. Right. You actually don't have hip-hop. You skip, you skip incubator, you don't have hip-hop. Why do you love hip-hop? You were two years old. 
running out out the gates. I had to like try to keep up with you in your pampers so you could because <laughs> you wanted to go in and be on the on the block, like trying to uh, 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 yeah. You couldn't you weren't even forming words, and you were you were like one and a half actually, and you weren't even forming words, but you could walk to a circle of guys that were rapping and try to uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it was so cute it was so adorable but it literally is that much of a part of you mm. that's an incubator right those people talking about these artists and this and this in the music industry educating people informally are incubators mm -hmm. and what comes out are amazing artists and economic development for your city when you look at what people want to people have opinions about drake both ways they love him or they don't like any other leader right but nobody can deny the money he brings into us our, our, our economy he is very good for a Canadian economy and for Toronto's economy mm -hmm. and so that's a fact sold out arenas what he did for for the Raptors like just like they did for him and he did it was a great partnership and I just feel like um, it's, it's just such a great economic tool for for cities for for countries and um it's worth investing in and, and it is being invested in and i think we could do a lot more here with the people that we have we have so much talent but um yeah i think that's, that's it's been a good chat yeah i agree it's been a good chat end it by telling people to go check out uh long-legged larry <laughs> yeah check out <laughs> long-legged larry by asap rock yeah and um, um is that me that's, that's me that's all for today. Yeah. Episode, today's episode of um, Three Shots and a Mango Beer. We hope you enjoyed listening as we as much as we enjoyed talking. Join us again on Three Shots and a Mango Beer for this is a weekly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you like and subscribe to our yeah. podcast. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Platinum Rouge. We are a Platinum Rouge production. And that's platinum, like we want every indie artist to go. And rouge, like a red carpet, but in French. Rouge, R-O-U-G-E. And uh, platinum, right? <laughs> I'm not going to spell platinum because I think everybody should. Yeah, no, uh, I, I'm just laughing at the explanation, but okay. That's just how I explain things. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. Please come back next week.